This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter here with you in for Greg Kelly. Greg has the remainder of the week off a well-deserved break for Greg Kelly. Day three of me being here with you, Dominic Carter. You can reach me on Twitter at Dominic TV, Dominic TV at Twitter, on Instagram and Facebook, Dominic Carter TV. And of course, we are going to be taking your telephone calls, 800 800- Eight four eight nine two 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 eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. We are going down such a slippery slope. Where does it all end? This one's a liar. That one's a liar. No, posh this lie. No, he told a bigger lie. No, no, no. Half of what I said is the truth. He's the ultimate liar. The back and forth. And we're caught in the middle to sort this all out. Congressman-elect George Santos says his resume lies are no worse than the lies President Biden has told over the years. He went on Tucker Carlson Live or Tucker Carlson uh, tonight, last night, his show. We're going to deal with that in just a second. Chris Haynes of, uh, or Hayes, that is, of MSNBC has stepped in it, infuriating Twitter for defending, defending Biden's history of lying. I've never never really been a fan of uh, Chris Hayes. Eh. I mean, I, I, I don't want to make it personal, but he seems kind of nerdy to me. And eh, just not very entertaining. At all. At all. But Chris Haynes of MSNBC, boy, has he stepped in it and infuriates Twitter for defending Biden's history of lying as quote-unquote normal compared to George Santos. And so Chris Hayes uh, says that uh, uh, basically what Biden has done is normal politician BSing. But George Santos' version is different. And I I am so thankful, so thankful to the Supreme Court for what the Supreme Court did, keeping Title 42 in place while the legal challenges play out. Seems like an afterthought now, less than 24 hours later. 
and it's not going to stop the problem. It, it, it may not even put a Band-Aid on the problem at, at the border. But the Supreme Court did what the Biden administration refused to do, and that is protect Americans at the border. And that is the job of the Biden administration. And so Biden is in St. Croix. We'll deal with that uh, later on in the program. And um, elected officials uh, in the middle of this weather and storm, Biden is not the only one. New York City Mayor Eric Adams. But we we have a lot to get to here on the uh, Greg Kelly show. So the the host was Tulsi Gabbard, and she asked, and we see your calls. We're about to uh, begin with them in just a second. She asked Mr. Santos, this was the setup question, and we're going to let you hear this in a second, if he had no shame. That was the question. The 34-year-old congressman-elect turned the question back on the former Democratic lawmaker. And, of course, we all know that he would represent New York's 3rd Congressional District uh, despite his widespread campaign trail of, uh, of apparent lies here, in which he basically said, don't look at me, look at the Democrats. Look at the top of the Democrats. Look at Joe Biden. And I am quoting Mr. Santos, who claims that Biden has been lying to the American people for 40 years. That he is the president of the United States. And Santos added, do they have no shame? Where I stand on this is has Biden told some 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 um, uh, pretty big big fibs? Uh, yes, yes, it's undeniable. Yes, absolutely, yes. Should Santos be going to Congress? In my opinion, no. But he won the election. He won the election. He's been elected elected by. The voters, and in all likelihood, he's going to go to Washington. I I don't know if he's going to be able to serve his full term, but we will see. So we're going to start with your telephone calls in just one second. Dominic Carter here in on the Greg Kelly program. But we're going to begin with that interview from uh, Tucker Carlson's show last night uh, with the congressman-elect. Take a listen for yourself, folks. The thing is, Congressman-elect, uh, integrity means, yes, carrying yourself with honor, but it means it means telling the truth, being a person of integrity. Of and if I were one of those in New York's 3rd District right now, now that the election is over and I'm finding out all of these lies that you've told, not just one little lie or one little embellishment, these are blatant lies. My question is, do you have no shame? Do you have no shame in the people well, who are now you're asking to trust you to go and be their voice for them, their families and their kids in Washington? 
Tulsi, I can say the same thing about the Democrats and, and the party. Look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been lying to the American people for 40 years. He's the president of the United States. Democrats resoundly support him. Do they have no shame? This, Look, this I've is, made this very this clear. Is not, this I is made, not about the Democratic Party, though. This is about your relationship, no, frankly, with the people who've entrusted you to go and, and fight for them. And so that was the the segment on the Tucker Carlson uh, program just last night with the congressman elect. And I uh, call me naive. I was actually hoping that I would be able to move away from the Santos mess today and deal with some of the other things that we're going to get to a bit later. Like, for example, I'm not comfortable with this great push towards electric uh, vehicles. It's something, it doesn't pass the smell test. That's the best way I can put it. And frankly speaking, anything the Biden administration is pushing, I'm nervous about. To be completely candid and honest with you folks. So let's start with the uh, telephones. And you can reach us at 800-848-9222. Let's start with uh, Bob in New Jersey. Good day, Bob. What's on your mind? Dominic, uh, I enjoy you. Um, I know you talk about your son once in a while, and you talk about uh, people who've uh, uh, had bad things done to them and how they carry on. I have a tremendous respect for you. I like you Thank to you. Uh, to, qu- to question in your in your daily travels, whether you're at work or something, there's always that one person who will just look you in the eye and lie. And uh, you're, you're right, Bob. Do? You're you're right. Yeah. You're right, and it's scary. It it really is, it is scary. scary. It's scary it because I, you know, a name. We'll leave the names alone. I I've had one one or two people that 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 were good friends, and I just had to accept the fact that. And I mean. It made me wonder if it was a psychological problem. I've had a friend that would tell me things like he just finished dining with the owner of of uh, the New York Giants, and it's like something something's wrong here because you know that it wasn't true. But please continue, Bob. But I, I think that the American public uh, should not be giving these people a pass. I'm 68 years old, and one of the things is I grew up uh, on the Lower East Side before it was fashionable. And we were a group of mixed race, mixed ethnicities, mixed uh, religions. And I lived in a five-story apartment building on uh, 262 East 2nd Street. And everybody got along and cultures were shared. But the one thing was that if you broke one of the Ten Commandments, whether you knew them by heart or not, um your integrity you were uh you were locked right is right and wrong is wrong and it, uh, a society now tolerates it gives the pass i don't care if this guy has a republican stamp on his head or a democrat or whatever he's a liar he's a thief i, I worked at city government And I remember one time somebody got a big promotion, the kind of promotion where they could make they could make some good decisions. Oh, hey, hey, but Bob, but but wait a minute. I I want you to continue before I go to a call from uh, Chicago 
Illinois. But but you said uh, the congressman elect is a liar. He's a thief. Uh, he's accused of uh, lying. He's fessed up to that. But I don't know anything about him being a thief. Well, I understand. I understand. But here's the thing. I, I work with somebody who uh, got a very high position in city government. And they had always been talking about this, that, and that. And then I want to mention, you know, uh, what are the ideas that we talked about in the past? Now, this is 30 years after the fact when he's uh, worked his way up. And he goes, you know what he said to me? He said, I got mine. You get yours. And and, and, words, and you know what, Bob? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. That, that exa- the, yeah, you just hit it, it right there. That's the problem. Because you have people and society. Let's take the party labels away. And I'm going to let you finish. Let's take the party labels away. But that's exactly the way they look at life by any means necessary. And that is exactly what Mr. Santos did. And now the argument is, I got mine, period. Please uh, wrap this up, Bob, and then I've got to move on. I, I understand that. I, I, again, it's it's about integrity. It's also about integrity of American people. Um, listen, if a lie is a lie, I remember a kid one time. I, I was chased down. I was about to get beaten up, and a fellow just stopped the car, and he said, what are you kids doing? And uh, they said, mind your own business. He says, it is my business. There's five of you going after that little guy. Um, that's what it is. This guy doesn't care whether uh, life is better for anybody. He, right. All he's going to be doing is getting con- is is going to be playing the system to get his to well, get what Bob, he is. He's a pathological lawyer. I mean, Bob, I, I I thank you. I thank you for the call. I do have to move on. I've got to take a break, but before I do so, I want to go to Jerry in Chicago. Jerry, what's on your mind? Thank you for taking my call. I just want to say these Democrats, they got some nerve. Richard Blumenthal said he served in Vietnam. That guy was never in the military. Joe Biden, a little while ago, said he gave his uncle a medal for being at at the Battle of the Bulge. Now, come on. You're going to tell me that, uh, that the media can't go after these guys? The media only comes after Republicans when they screw up. Well, the media, okay. the media went. Wait, wait, Jerry, the, Jerry. The media went after Blumenthal. The media did go after him. Some, I, I agree with you, Jerry. The, the media has to be fair about this, Jerry. I want you to do me a favor, I, so we can continue. I want you to hold on, to stand by. I've got to take a break, and I'm going to come right back to you and to the rest of the calls that are coming in from around the country. Dominic Carter here with you in today for Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And Dominic Carter here with you in for Greg Kelly. I'm here the remainder of the week. Congressman-elect George Santos says his resume lies are no worse than the lies President Biden has told over the years. This is going to become very very messy. I was just chatting with Jerry in Chicago. Jerry, please continue your point. Yeah, I just wanted to continue. You know, the Democrats, they're, they're uh, pretty hypocritical when it comes to a situation like this. I didn't see, uh, excuse me, I didn't see the Democrats telling Blumenthal he had to resign. Only when Republicans screw up does the media jump into it or, or uh, all the stories that uh, he's got to resign. You know, that Tulsi Galbert, she's got some nerve asking anybody if, if they have no shame. She's got some nerve. 
she's a socialist herself. So who's she to say anything to anybody? So, Jerry, Jerry, for the sake of argument, uh, focus, you and I right now. Let's let's have a conversation, you and I, before I have to move on to all the other calls. Okay. Um, let's, let's focus on Santos for a moment because it is despicable what he did at the end of the day. Should he, I can't even say resign because he hasn't taken office yet. But should he be removed from office? Should he take office? Please focus on Santos. And then we can get into the politics of everything else. Well, I'm not from New York. I'm from Chicago. So just uh, my personal view on this, no, I don't think he should go anywhere. I think he should stay for the elected seat that he won and just cross that bridge when he gets there. I don't think he should resign or back out or quit or anything. Okay, my well, opinion. okay, well, well, Jerry, I appreciate your call from Chicago. Dominic Carter here in for Greg Kelly. Let's go to uh, Franklin Square. Uh, I believe that's in New York City. Uh, Penny, Penny is with us. Penny, what's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. How are you? I totally agree with what Jerry just said. I voted for Santos. Santos is in my district. I voted for him. No way did he not be able to take that seat. He was voted in fair okay. and square. So, Penny, and I and I appreciate you being candid and honest with me. But, but here is the problem I'm having. And I'm just going to uh, say this. What happens when a con artist comes along and says, look, look at how much Santos got over. Let's take it even a step further from what Santos did. At what point do we stop, Penny, with all of this nonsense that's going on with our politics? Stop the Democrat. Look, Ilhan Omar married her brother and committed immigration fraud. Yeah. He's a sitting member. Hey, of hey Penny, Why? Penny, 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 yeah. do me a favor. J- just for argument's sake, I could care less what the squad does. I, they, no member of that squad should be in Congress. Those folks are awful, and and there's something wrong with them. I will be back in just a moment in for Greg Kelly. Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. And, you know, I was ready to move on today. I was hoping to move on from Congressman-elect George Santos. Uh, but but he's upping the ante, if you will, appearing on uh, the Tucker Carlson program last night and says his lies, his lies are no worse than the lies President Biden has told for 40 years. I'm going right back to your telephone calls on this topic, but I do want to um, I do want to say this about same treatment for all, same treatment for all. What the establishment is doing with the tax returns of former president Donald Trump is dead wrong. It's dead wrong. It's not right. It's not fair. Life is not fair. Certainly politics is not fair. But you've got to treat this man the same way you would treat any other president. 
And the truth, the fact of the matter is, Democrats from day one, my Democratic friends are not going to like this, have been dying to get the Trump tax returns. They're set to be released by the committee on Friday. Set to be released on Friday. Trump was on the up and up with the American people during the 16 campaign, 2016 campaign. He said up front before we voted that he was not going to release his tax returns. How often do you hear the truth from a candidate? And he said he went on to talk about an audit. I don't know about that. That issue is a bit murky. But he did say up front he was not going to release his taxes. Democrats were not going to rest going through the Supreme Court, going through any channel by any means necessary. And the committee says, we need to see his tax returns. And now you get his tax returns, we're going to release his tax returns, and it's wicked what's going on. Democrats have a few days left in terms of uh, controlling uh, Congress and those committees, and they're like, we got to drop this. We only got a few days left. We got to drop it, got to drop it. This is the only chance we have. Boom! We're going to drop the tax returns. And you know why they're dropping the tax returns? The real reason why they're dropping the tax returns? When Trump said during the campaign that he was a highly successful businessman, Democrats have never accepted that premise, that point. Democrats want to point to a few years in the return and say, aha, He lost money during these years. They're going to release the returns, I believe, from 2015 to 2021. Oh, in these three years, he didn't make money. But we're talking about a man that's worth a lot of money. And in some years, you, you when you consider the write-offs, you don't make money. Now, someone will make the argument, oh, oh, Trump didn't pay his fair share of taxes. But when you look at the volume in terms of the millions of dollars involved, he's paying taxes, more taxes than any anybody could could possibly imagine. You know, oh, Dominic, he only paid seven fifty for for this year. But what what about the write off and losses? I mean, it's a very complicated process. But the bottom line is what I'm trying to say, and I'm coming right back to George Santos. It's not right. What the Democrats, I'll call out Republicans when they do wrong. It's not right what the Democrats are doing with the Trump tax returns. And so he's got to spend money defending himself on that. He's got to spend money defending himself on on all these uh, investigations, these nonstop investigations. At what point does it stop? At what point is enough enough? Let's go right back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to uh, Sandra in New Jersey. Sandra, what's on your mind? Oh, good afternoon, Dominic. Um, I wanted to talk about Santos. I wanted to say this fraud Santos, who lied on his entire resume, is suddenly real slick, thinking that he could just quickly apologize and say that he will live up to his campaign promises. This is just an even more painful part of his scam. Not only did he commit fraud by achieving his position by lying, but he raised and stole campaign contributions by claiming to be someone he's not. So I feel 
he should be forced to recuse himself and give back the campaign funds. Otherwise, the entire system is as slovenly as he. And I'll just say one other thing. Sam Bankman-Fried also raised money by fraud. He has to return what he stole. What's the difference between them except the amounts of money? That's what I have to say. Okay, Dominic. well, Sandra, I appreciate your call uh, from New Jersey, but but it, it, it's not that simple because what happens once you're elected and you don't want to go? And so, Sandra, I appreciate the call because we have a uh, a lot of calls, and I'm going to try and get to as many people uh, as hum- humanly possible here. In a moment, I'm going to go to David in the Bronx. But before I do so, let me go to Mary in New York. Mary, thanks for joining us. Yes. Oh, hi, Dominic. Hi, Mary. I you every night. You're the best. Thank you, Mary. That's very kind of you to say thank you. Yeah. Okay, now my take on it is Santos was right in doing what he did to show up the Democrats. He is right. Biden has been lying for 40 years. Not 40 years, his whole life. And he was elected president. Now, why did he get his, his secretary? I forget her name. She's complicated. She lies all the time. But if she happens to be taken up on one of her lies, she leaves the room or she goes to the next person or tell her that they are upsetting her. So I say, with all these lies that Sanders told, which is very good that he did, that is probably why he was elected. And he brought in all these different nationalities so that they might hopefully vote for him. Otherwise, he wouldn't. If so, anyway, I say... And he should not be turned away. Uh, all these Democrats are lying all the time, but okay. most of the time they are not. So, so Mary, for- Mary, Mary, I, I've got to move on. But, but at what point, uh, if we buy into your point, at what point does it stop? At what point does this stop? Unfortunately, it will never stop. Their Democrats put religion out of the schools. They're getting rid of churches and all this stuff. So we are in a very dangerous time with the Democrats in charge. We are, we are in major trouble. Well, Mary, I don't know. Mary, yes. I, I appreciate your call, and I want to wish you a uh, a happy uh, New Year. Thank you for the call. Uh, so Mary focused on the Democrats. What what I will say. Mary says that we're in major trouble, and and um, frankly, uh, we are. And if we're going to be open and candid and honest about this situation, the reason why we are in major trouble, Black Lives Matter. The Democrats embracing and one big wet kiss to Black Lives Matter, the financial scam, in terms of, but it wasn't just about the money. So Black Lives Matter pulled in $100 million. It's the philosophy of Black Lives Matter. It's the demonizing of police officers all across the country that are now afraid to do anything because they're worried that they'll be second-guessed or, 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 or indicted for something. And that moment, 
that moment of waiting for one second for a police officer could mean your wife or husband putting you in a coffin. That one second of delaying with these animals that are out on the street, that one second of delaying could make the difference of life or death. And this all goes back to uh, what happened in uh, Minneapolis with George Floyd, who was not a Boy Scout. And I, I, I have spent, what happened to him was wrong. It was wrong. I have spent a lot of time trying to figure out how do you hold George George Floyd up as a role model? Let's not even deal with that. Let me go to David in the Bronx, New York. David, what's on your mind? All right. Good afternoon, Dominic. Um, I was going to talk about Mr. Santos, and I'll just make a quick observation. I think it's very unusual that someone in his circumstances had no friends or family come forward to vouch for him. That is very peculiar, and I think that says something about his character or lack thereof. But to what you just said, you and I have many differences on issues like police and whatever. But to say that there was no foundation for Black Lives Matter. Is that's a not that's not part. that's not what I, I said. The organization, oh, okay. uh, David, if you're going to if we're going to quote each other, let's quote each other right now. What okay, I well, did. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to let you finish what I normally say. And I should have put that in the, at this point that there are people that were protesting what they feel and, and are legitimate issues, but they were scammed too joining Black Lives Matter because anybody could see what was going down. This was a cash shakedown playing on white guilt. Show me the money taking a bunch of nobodies in life and now they're somebody and they're multimillionaires. That was Black Lives Matter. Go ahead, David. Listen, you and I have had this discussion before and I pointed out people like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and all the rest that have ripped off people in the name of fake civil rights, okay? So I'm not one of those people that's going to defend that. And honestly, I've never been involved with Black Lives Matter. I also think it's a scam. But there are also legitimate concerns about police violence and racism against black people because I've experienced it, okay? I've never talked about this before. I had an undercover New York City police officer grab me from behind without saying who he was. Otherwise, I wouldn't have tried to shake him off. And he put a gun to the back of my head and shoved me face first into a window, okay, while I was doing my job working at a bar as a security person, okay? And I never did anything about it because the assistant district attorney talked me out of doing anything, okay? Now, that was over 20 years ago, but it happened. And that and many other things, starting at the age of 13, being pulled over on my bicycle, have shaped my view, okay? I've been the victim of crime, and I understand the crime issue, and I appreciate the police. But when I see a police – well, not anymore because I'm blind – but when I used to see a police officer, especially at night, I'm like, well, is this person going to do something to me by mistake because they're making prejudgments? These are issues that black people, to a large degree, have to deal with that most white people do not. And there's a perception difference there, okay? We need police, yes, but we also need to weed out the bad ones 
who make the, it bad for everybody else. Okay, so so David, so David, I, I I didn't I didn't plan on this becoming a a conversation on the police, but but I I I listened listened patiently and let you make your point, but and 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 you focused on in your words uh, some bad police, but I noticed you didn't mention some bad community members that are out there committing crimes. You didn't mention that at all. You just mentioned the police, but you left out. But you left out. These young African Americans walking out, walking around out here like they some that like they ain't got no sense robbing people. You left that out, Dominic. You know that I do not support that. There are people in the black community who spend all their days trying to fix that problem, and we need help fixing it. But listen, I have been the victim of black crime on multiple occasions. I was mugged at the Taco Bell across the street from Lincoln Hospital a couple of years ago, okay? These are not the kind of people that I support, and I think it's not an either-or. Police need to be, you know, supervised properly, and the black community needs to do self-policing when it comes to these youth that are out of control. Now, there is that's, no now David, David, that's where you and I agree. Discipline, self-policing. Self-policing. I, you know, David, you know, I, I, I've got to, I've got to take a break, but, but I, I, Curtis Lewa is someone, he's one of the nicest guys around and, um, of the guardian angels and, uh, and Curtis Lewa, I, I had a private conversation with him the other day. I said, Curtis, you're very much of the community, meaning communities of color and so on, even though he's white. And I said, explain this to me this black-on-black crime, and why is it never getting better? It's just a cycle that continues. And I, it was a private conversation, so I won't go into his full uh, answer. But all I'm saying, David, when you just said uh, self-policing, that's something that connects with me. David, unfortunately, I do have to move on because we have a lot of calls on George Santos, and we're going to be switching gears and uh, discussing other topics, and uh, the phone line is open, 800-848-9222. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter here with you in for Greg Kelly. We are discussing uh, the continued uh, topic of uh, Congressman-elect George Santos are declaring his resume lies are no worse than the lies President Biden has told over the years. And um, we're going to continue with your telephone calls. And um, when we come back after the uh, break, after the next break, I'm going to tee off against electric vehicles. I, I feel like we, the American people, are being scammed. It's being pushed too hard and heavy with incentives from the Biden administration. The idea sounds wonderful. The Jetsons, we're here for the future. The future is here, right? Wonderful. Save money. Wonderful. But what happens when you can't get a charge? What happens then? What happens when you can get the charge, but the vehicle doesn't actually charge? What happens then? 
It actually happened to a radio talk show host in Virginia. I'll let you hear his direct words as it relates to that. We will get to the electric cars coming up. But George Santos, and we'll continue with the calls on that because um, it's a topic where you folks are passionate and you want to discuss it. So we will do exactly that. Let's go to Staten Island, New York. Let's say hello to Ed. Ed, what's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Look, you know, everyone realizes this guy, George Santos, is a classic psychopathic liar. I mean, he believes his own lies, but uh, it's a waste of time arguing about it. He's going to be seated. And, you know, Kevin McCarthy's not going to put him on House Ways and Means Committee. He's going to stick him in a corner on some obscure committee and and bleed him dry for yes votes for the next two years. The real issue is, instead of going after Trump's tax returns, who's driving George Santos? There's got to be some rich, smart person behind him. You know and what, Ed? You, you raise you raise a uh, a good point there, a, a good point in terms of, because that takes it to, and I've got to move on, Ed, thank you. That takes it to show me the money. If he was only pulling down forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, and you financed your own campaign seven hundred thousand dollars, you have got to document, Congressman Elect, where that money came from, and your word is not good enough for prosecutors to just accept. They don't take anyone's word. Let's go to the West Village, New York City. Let's say hello to Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what's your two cents here? Well, I think I have more than two cents, but let me start off. Uh, Penny, uh, who was on a few minutes ago, said that uh, Santos had been elected fair and square. No, he was not. The man who was elected had proper educational credentials and an impressive work history. That person does not exist. He is a fraud. Even though he says he is not, he is a fraud. He says he is not a cartoon character. I uh, don't think he's correct. I think he is the living, breathing embodiment of Pinocchio. Uh, Also, when asked if he has no shame, he turns it on to the Democrats. It's a very wily move, but his sins are not absolved by pointing to someone else's greater sins. He has proved himself to be someone who will do whatever he wants to get what he wants. So I think McCarthy will not be able to rely on his votes. He's going to vote how he feels he will best benefit himself. Only one also, vote that counts, Jacqueline, right now. That's for House Speaker. And if McCarthy gets that vote, then it's, then it's all game over. Yeah, I know. Um, also, we have a chance to prove that we are more ethical. Let's defy the Democrats and rise to, to, rise to our level. Let's not sink to theirs okay. in tolerating this. Jacqueline, thank you for the call. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. More of your telephone calls from around the country when we come back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I'm not buying it. I am not buying the marketing pitch. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. Greg has the remainder of the week off a well-deserved break for Greg Kelly. I'm not buying the selling points as it relates to electric vehicles. We're going to come back. 
We're going to take calls on Congressman-elect George Santos. We see the calls from around the country, but we're going to spend a few minutes here on electric vehicles. Electric vehicles. I have watched. I'm trying to uh, make sure I get this right here and gathering my thoughts. I have watched the incentives. Buy, buy an electric vehicle. Uh, but the administration doesn't like Tesla, so they, they don't push Tesla. But buy an electric vehicle and receive uh, a tax credit for $7,500. And then you, you go for the tax credit, and this is excluded, that's excluded, this is excluded, that's excluded. I get it. I really get it. The Jetsons, right? So I watched the Jetsons. What, what was... Hey, hey, Rich Radabali, who was the uh, the lead character? George Meet George Jeff? No, George yes. Jeff. George, George Jetson, that's Jetson. right. Meet George his, Jetson. His wife. Uh, his wife, uh, Jane. 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 The, his, daughter, it, the daughter was Judy. The daughter's Judy and his son was Mike? Elroy. Elroy. His boy Elroy, right? Elroy. Elroy. And what was the dog? Oh. There you go. Oh, the dog? Oh. Ash, Astro. That's good, you know, Rich Radabali. That that's good. Yeah, you know, you mentioned it before, and Ava and I here, we were just talking. Were you a Flintstones person or you a Jetsons Let, person? Let's, let's I mean. not let's not do that. <laughs> no, no divide and conquer. I like the Jetsons. All I right. like. Wait, wait, wait. I like the Jetsons, but nothing topped the Flintstones. I hear you. I can dig that. Nothing topped the Flintstones. <laughs> Fred, Barney, Wilma. And uh, Betty, Betty, and <laughs> Dino, and Dino, and and the kids. And remember? the kids, uh, they grew up to date, right? right. Bam, Bam, and, and you know it. And and who was the do- the daughter? Pebbles, 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 Pebbles. Pebbles. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Hey, Rich, Rich, wait, wait, yes, wait. Sir. Yes, While sir. I got you here. Yes, sir. Are you buying this pitch on electric vehicles? Uh. You know, I'm not, no, no, I don't really like, I'm not a big electric vehicle guy. I like my, you know. Okay, I got Like you. my gas-powered car. I got you. So my, my wife, Marilyn, has a hybrid, right, uh, a Toyota or a RAV4, and I still, she's had it for about five years, four years. I still don't understand. I still don't get it, folks. It saves money on gas, and it I know that the premise is that at some point it operates electric or what it, it, it you know when we fill the tank it's only uh, $35 compared to my vehicle which is $55 $60 but I'm not buying the rap from the Biden administration about how great this is for me in terms of a a uh, electric uh, vehicle and frankly anything that the biden administration is pushing my eyebrows go up and i think twice about it about it right under the trump administration i've made this point before it was oh happy days for my family with the stock market i mean oh happy days What's that song, Rich Radabali? Oh, happy days. Happy days are here again? Oh, no. Oh, happy days. Oh, happy days. When right. Jesus walked, when Jesus, whatever it is. But that that's the song, Rich. That That's the song. But it was, but uh, for, for me, for our stock account, my family's stock account, I'm not talking about 401. I'm talking about stock under Trump. It was boom. 
Everything was fantastic. Now we've lost 50% of our investment, of our investment under uh, this president. So that's just, and politics are local, so that's just the point as it relates to me. So I want you folks to meet Dominic Natty. He is a Virginia radio personality who says that he had to cancel his Christmas plans because his Tesla S electric car would not, would not charge during the ongoing freezing weather that has hit much of the United States. So according to Mr. Natty, he plugged in his electric car into a supercharger on Friday of last week when it was 19 degrees outside. The car's battery level was at 40% at the time. Two hours went by and not much changed. He's going to tell you this in his own words. Bottom line, he had to cancel his uh, Christmas Eve plans because he could not get the vehicle to charge. Here he is in his own words. Yesterday I tried this and it said to wait for the battery to warm up. I have had the car running with the climate control. I tried to charge in my house. It won't let me. So there's no way to charge this battery or let it warm up in the cold. So I'm going to try this. I'm going to show you. This is the message I get. Battery is heating. Keep charge cable inserted. Okay. It's 111. One hour later. Battery is heating. Keep charge cable inserted. 19 miles. 303. Almost two hours later. Battery is heating. 19 miles. And it's Christmas Eve. End of the day, he had to uh, cancel his uh, his holiday plans. The vehicle, the electric vehicle, the Tesla did not charge. I'm 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 not comfortable with this. I don't know about you folks. I'm not comfortable with it. The Biden administration is telling us kumbaya. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. The Jetsons. I'm not buying it. I see we have a lot of calls on electric vehicles as well. Let's start with uh, Judith in Brooklyn, New York. Judith, what's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. First of all, before I talk about electric cars, I have a bit of a beef with you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh, you Judith. Are, you are a fan of Peter from yesterday? How could you be a fan? Listen, Dominic. You are one of the nicest radio hosts ever. You treat every caller with such respect, Dominic, whether you agree or disagree with them, okay? Unlike there are other radio hosts who are quite nasty sometimes. You're not one of them, okay? And so guess what? I'm giving an award to Peter as the most outstanding idiotic jerk yesterday, okay? Because, Dominic, everyone loves you, okay? You, you heard some of the women calling, and you calm people down. She lost a job. Just so eloquent. It's, you know, everyone loves you. I want you to know. And, Peter, you, you are a jerk. Sorry. Thank so you. moving on, electric cars. And, by the way, think about this. Blumenthal and Fetterman, they both were really compromised kind of candidates. One that was a liar, Blumenthal, and Fetterman with the stroke. And yet they were voted in regardless. And I have a sneaky feeling that this George Santos, no matter what, 
if he'd be if he would go and run again, he would probably be elected just because he's a Republican and people are fed up with the Democrats and they'll vote for any Republican. They don't care what. I wouldn't be surprised. I have to tell you that. Okay. All right. So, Judith, what what do you I'm curious in your opinion before I move on your opinion uh, as it relates to these electric vehicles? Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I agree with the stuff you're saying, but here's something else that people need to um, be aware of, because I heard about this and from different places. The electric cars have in them electromagnetic fields that are very hazardous to your health, okay? And with all this tummy, all the stuff coming at you, and then if you go on the highway and you multiply every single hybrid car, electric car, you know what kind of electromagnetic fields are coming at you? It is so dangerous. It is so um I hate to say the word cancerous. And then you look at the batteries, the batteries. How are you going to um, dispose of these batteries that are toxic? And then you hear about these fires that happen with these cars, I think with flooding or something. I'm not quite sure. And they explode and the fire, they cannot extinguish the fire. And it goes on for hours and they destroy the, the entire car. There are so many things that are wrong with these electric cars. It should be a choice, Dominic. It should not be pushed on us because, quite frankly, I think we're going to end up like China with just riding our bikes on all these bike lanes. You know what I mean? Like we already have plenty, right? Well, like, Ju- I feel like we're in China Judith, already. Judith, please don't yeah. get me started about how Manhattan has been carved up in terms of the streets. Uh, it started under New York right. Mayor uh, Michael Bloomberg. Right. I mean, in Midtown Manhattan on 34th and 42nd Street, there's a bus lane a bike lane, and one lane for cars. I mean, thank, Judith, thank you for the call. And I, I'm not going to get worked up. You know, we're going into the new year. We're going into 2023. I'm not going to get worked up of how stupid an idea this is. Bloomberg is a billionaire. Of course he wants to do different things. You know, you, you look in Manhattan at, um, at uh, Times Square, I grew up in New York. You can't recognize it now. They, you know, you, certain streets, it's blocked off, and it's mostly for pedestrians. And I get it, the tourist dollars that come in, I understand. But right now, right now, we're discussing electric uh, vehicles. Trevor in the Bronx, New York. Trevor, what's on your mind? Trevor, are you there? You got Robert. Okay, it says here Trevor. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Robert. Dominic, you're the best, pal. Thank uh, you. Yesterday, the guy said he's not a fan of yours. He's nuts, number one. Your last caller, I want to buy her a, a thing of peanut butter because she talks so much, she's always yapping. So let's get to your wife. Your wife is very smart to have the hybrid. You get 55 miles to the gallon. You never have to plug it in. It's the best thing ever invented. Okay, so, so, so Trevor. Miles on my car. So Trevor, Trevor, uh, the over the weekend I'm in Rhode Island. We're coming back. We're gassing up her um, her uh, hybrid car, and and you know at the dealership these fast talking, smooth salesmen. You know, oh, hybrid, this is wonderful, right? So I explain to me in the, in in the simplest terms possible exactly what is a hybrid. They've told me this a million times, but I still don't fully get it. You put gas in it. While it's rolling down the highway, the wheels are turning, charging the alternator and the battery. So as, as much as possible, the car will run off the battery until it gets depleted and gets low. And then it'll regenerate itself as you're, as you're running. You don't plug it into any outlets. You don't do anything. I get 55 miles to the gallon. I drive 500 miles a week. It's the best thing ever invented. 
And so, so cut the American gas consumption in half. And if so everybody had a hybrid. And so why is the gas? Why why doesn't it take as much to fill up the tank? No, you fill up the tank, but you're using the battery to push the car. Okay. Like okay. If you're in a shopping center, you can put it in a mode and just use battery. Period. You have to go in five miles an hour through the neighborhood. Mm. It's always charging itself and re- re-energizing itself. It's mm. perfect. Mm. Okay. Well, I hey Trevor, you enlightened me and you explained it in a way. Thank you for the uh, the uh, compliment and and, uh, and the comment. You you explained it in a way that I can now. Um, understand you know this hybrid uh premise but i'm still not buying the electric vehicles from the biden administration and on top of the fact they're trying to take my employment away from me the biden administration because well the the i should say the companies because they in many of these companies they're talking about eliminating eliminating the am radio dial or in these vehicles now that is as direct as it relates to me, as direct can get. More of your telephone calls. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter here for Greg Kelly. I really don't see this as a partisan, a partisan comment. But anything that the Biden administration is pushing I am hesitant and I my eyebrows go up because frankly uh I've been burned by this administration in terms of at least uh, as it relates to the stock market on a personal level we are discussing electric cars and I'm not buying it because the Biden administration is pushing this too hard and heavy under the disguise of protecting the environment and on and on and on and on and on. But I'm just not buying it. I'm here with you in for Greg Kelly and uh, let's go to Jim on Long Island. So Jim, Jim, are you with me? I am. So Jim, say, say it ain't so I'm, I'm, I'm told that you say I'm a horrible singer. Is that true? Well, what I had said was I was calling about the electric cars, but I, I also wanted to call and thank you. Because I was told my whole life I was the world's worst singer, and that was true <laughs> until I heard you sing, Oh, Happy Day. Well, no, you know what it is, Jim? I don't have the rhythm to go with the song, so that's that's why my uh, – I can't sing. Okay. Dominic, if I, Jim, I love you for so many reasons, but I am so grateful. I love you too, I man. I now know I'm not only the world's worst <laughs> singer, but that the windows didn't shatter in my car when you were singing the song. Can you even begin to fathom the number of, of listeners to this radio show that are going to require psychological assistance to try to extract their memory from their lives? So the Jim, damage you caused in just 30 seconds is incalculable. Jim, if I could sing, I'd be on Broadway, Jim. So now talk to me about uh, electric cars. Listen, what people don't realize, several different components to, to electric cars. One, to, the, to your prior caller's point, they are, they are inefficient, they are unreliable, they are not safe. The batteries are hazmat consideration. The electricity it costs to charge a car per mile is more expensive than it costs to use gas, and that's now. We do not have the infrastructure to charge all these cars the government is mandating us to use. 
And once they eliminate the supply of gas and oil, the price of electricity will skyrocket because most electricity is generated from, from coal and natural gas, okay? So when the price of electricity goes through the roof, and the demand for electricity uh, electricity skyrockets because more and more people are going to be required to drive electric cars. The cost of driving an electric car will skyrocket to the point most people won't be able to drive it. And that's exactly what I thought, Jim, that that it's, it's based on demand, the use of power. And once there's more demand, the cost is going to go up. Isn't that reasonable? Yes, it is. It is. And it, it is completely – you know what this reminds me of, if I may? Years ago, they came out with a new toilet bowl that was supposed to use less water than old toilet bowls. And it turns out you had to flush it about 55 times for it to work effectively and use 50 times more water than the old toilet bowls. That's essentially the electric car right now. There is nothing productive about it. Listen, if it's it's cultivated through the market organically and naturally, and it actually is a a viable alternative to gas-powered cars, I'm all for it. But this isn't being done organically or through the through the marketplace. This is being okay. forced in our throats through government. Yes, I agree, Jim. Thank you. Uh, we're going to continue in just a second. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. When we come back, President Biden is in St. Croix, and we're going to tell you how the mayor of New York is upset. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And Dominic Carter here with you in for Greg Kelly. Greg is off for the remainder of the week. It is an honor and a privilege for me to be here with you. I am enjoying uh, chatting with you folks and will be doing so for the remainder of the program. So, President Biden, and we'll be taking your calls. We see all the calls on electric cars, on Congressman-elect George Santos, But now let's throw one more story into the mix. President Biden left the uh, White House last night for a vacation. Yes, I said vacation in St. Croix to ring in the new year. As much of the country is dealing with extreme cold and snowfall that has killed at least 65 people and canceled 10,000 flights since Christmas Eve. The 80-year-old commander-in-chief will be in the Caribbean sun, how nice, near an in-ground pool at a three-bedroom beachfront villa with sweeping views of the Virgin Islands. How nice. Travel chaos, widespread power outages, rising death tolls caused by single-digit weather continues across the Midwest, the East Coast, but especially in western New York, where at least 32 people died in the Buffalo area, Erie County, amid more than four feet of snow. Some people found dead in their cars, frozen like an icicle. And the president is entitled to vacation, but he's in St. Croix. He's in St. Croix. Interesting. The mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. Eric Adams. Poof, disappeared. 
was gone from Thursday through Saturday. It's only 48 hours. His people will say we knew exactly where the mayor was, and they say the mayor called back to New York so often that he might as well should have been here. But while the mayor of New York City was gone, there was flooding in the Rockaways and Far Rockaway and in Howard Beach while he was gone. While he was gone. And, oh, this is his first year in office. And so the mayor yesterday, and I want you to listen to it. We're going to play it for you right now. The mayor of New York City, the brand new mayor who calls himself the Biden of Brooklyn, teed off on the press corps because how dare you? We questioned, and everyone agrees that, you know, a mayor, a president is entitled to to a vacation, but in the mayor of New York's uh, case, he did not say a word in advance. And it's almost like he was borrowing a page from Mike Bloomberg, a former mayor, a billionaire, who would disappear on the weekends and absolutely refused to tell the media where he was. And so now, all these years later, Eric Adams is doing the same thing. Here is what he said at City Hall. I was in uh, the uh, U.S. Virgin Islands. uh, And, you know, it was interesting that um, after 365 days of working without a day off, uh, sun up to sundown. I was really re- surprised at your response. You know, I saw a live, uh, a live, uh, uh, the press conference, and I was amazed to see how you responded. You know, this is my second Christmas without my mother, and last year I was really the state of depression, and what I put my staff through. And I said, I can't do that again. So after 365 days of commitment to the city, I decided to take two days to reflect on mommy and to watch how you responded to my two days out of the city was really alarming. I deserve good work-life balance like you do. I bet you you went on a vacation. I bet you you have not worked 365 days in the city I bet you have not dealt with people being killed, fires, police officers dying. And you probably still have your parents. I don't. Well, Mr. Mayor, at the end of the day, nobody made you run to become the mayor of New York City at the end of the day. And why not just tell us in advance, I'm going to be taking two days off. Uh, Here's where I'm going. Because God forbid, what happened if if, if there was a, a World Trade Center type incident again in the city of New York and the mayor is in the U.S. Virgin Islands? I almost said St. Croix, but that's where the president of the United States happens to be. At least in the White House case, we know in advance where Biden uh, happens to be. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Uh, In wrapping up the Greg Kelly Show, we are dealing with a number of topics from your telephone calls. Electric cars, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, President Biden, and Congressman-elect George Santos. 
declaring his resume lies are no worse than the lies President Biden has told for 40 years. Mike in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. What's on your mind, Mike? Dominic, always good listening to you, usually overnight. I'll Thank you. Off real quick, let's go Cortland. Let's there go you Cortland. go. Cortland State, State University of New York College at Cortland, where I graduated from and where your daughter, uh, your daughter, correct, son, your son, your son. My son was a wide receiver. He'll be 28 January 2nd. Yep, he's doing good. Wow. And I do have a daughter. And uh, I'm a snowbird. It's funny. I'm, I'm looking out at the ocean here at Myrtle Beach. I'm a snowbird here. And I was laughing. You got all the bases covered, Dominic. You know, uh, I'm an old hardball player, college baseball. You got all the bases covered. And every topic, you get right to the point. And I was laughing. Well, isn't that nice? Our president is in St. Croix. And Eric Adams, I just lost my mother two months ago. She was 90. Your dad, six years ago, passed. And you know what? Eric Adams, another phony and a fake. And I'll, I'll cut to the chase. You got people on deck, Dominic. Uh, the border problem. You know, Biden and his, and his you know, son Hunter, who's got, um, you know, convenient amnesia with his laptop, uh, he's oblivious. And I sort of laughed when they dropped off some busload of, of uh, uh, recent visitors to our good country. I think it's five million and counting to uh, uh, Harris's uh, house in D.C. She should have had a staff prepare hot chocolate and maybe you know holiday cookies because she's oblivious. She takes off on the weekends and she declared, "Oh, everything's fine." You know, this country. Uh, I don't recognize it as it once was, and you hold. You know, if the Republicans, like you said before, Dominic, need to be spoken about, you'll do it. But these far left, uh, uh, far left Democratic socialist uh, uh, mantra, it, it's 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 sickening. It's sickening at every every phase. It, it sure is, Mike. And, and that's why going back a, a few callers, that's why that's why I really don't focus on on the squad. Perhaps I should. Perhaps I have a responsibility to do so. But they are all nuts, and they're so far left. And if things are so bad in this country, I mean, I'm just I'm not going to be politically correct. If they're so bad, you phony, go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Go talk that nonsense in another country and see how long it's tolerated. As you keep raking in campaign dollars and, oh, 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 I need to spend money for my private security. I mean, Mike, it's, see, Mike, I only have a few minutes left and I'm trying not to get worked up, Mike. I'm I'm really trying to, what, what what's the, the a movie, uh, Woosa or Woosa or something like that. I'm trying to keep it nice and calm and adrenaline going, brother. You adrenaline going. <laughs> but I, but I mean, you know, the the AOCs of the world. I mean, somebody explain to me what what are her what are her? I don't mean to be disrespectful. What are her qualifications? And what has she done since she's been in Washington, representing one of the poorest districts in the country, except for talk a good game and take except free tickets, apparently. Uh, from the Met uh, to to go to the uh, Met Gala dinner. What is she ever and wear, wear a dress that says tax the, tax the rich? What has she done? Oh, oh, hey, hey, Mike, Mike, I, I I appreciate you calling. Thanks, Mike. I can think of one thing she's done. I can, hey, I can think of one thing that AOC has done, and I have to give her credit for this. 
I have to give her credit. She ran away all those jobs with Amazon when they were coming to Long Island City uh, in New York City. That's her claim to fame. All those people that lived in the housing project that Amazon vowed to hire and some jobs paying six figures, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, AOC said, no, 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 not here. You're not coming here. And then walked away from the damage. And as usual, the people are left holding the bag. And here we are, what, two years later from the Amazon deal, three years later, four years later. I still don't know why they said no. So Think about this, folks. If you own a mom-and-pop store, let's say a little mom-and-pop bodega, and you happen to be in that area where Amazon was coming. That's a that that's a legacy change in terms of the money that would be coming into your business from the Amazon employees every day. That that changes that's generational legacy, that type of change. And AOC said, nope, absolutely not. Not here. So I that's the one thing that I can think of that she did. Uh it's just interesting. Let's go to Lori in Brooklyn, New York. Lori, what's on your mind? I wanted to comment on I I didn't hear the mayor until today, until you played it, um, about his response to him taking vacation. Um, and when they questioned him and he said that he was depressed, that it's been his second year without his mother. Um, I just wanted to say that there's plenty of people that I work with, my husband, myself, my colleagues. None of our parents are alive, and we're not even 50. But we get up and we go to work every day. I'm not saying I run a city, but we all run businesses. We all have families to take care of, and it's a horrible thing when your parents pass. But the one advice that my husband gave me when my mother passed is that you wake up the next day and the world's still spinning. So the world doesn't stop, you know, when someone passes. So, so Lori, you're, you're not buying it? I just think it's a, you know, I just think it's an excuse or it's just a cop-out. Um, you know, not that everyone isn't entitled to vacation time and... And, you know, mental health days or, but, you know, I think nowadays everybody takes it to the extreme. Mm, um, to the extreme. And I just think that, you know, the world doesn't stop spinning. He has a city to run. Right. That's a mess. Right. That's a mess. That is an absolute mess. Lori, thank you for the call and happy new year thank to you. Thank you. I love your show. Thank you, you, your husband, your family. Let's go to, before we take a break, let's go to Norman in Brooklyn, New York. Norman, what's on your mind? Yeah, good afternoon, Dominic. Um, yes, uh, AOC, she made a mean frappuccino, if you wanted to know what her qualifications were uh, for Congress. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, cars, electric cars, protect, okay. Um, the the main issue I think of is protecting the environment, which is what the reason why they're saying to have electric cars. But meanwhile, in order to have all that electricity, you got to produce coal plants, which puts pollution in the air another thing is those batteries 
that uh, the cars contain uh, contain components which take hundreds of years to break down and pollute the environment. Also, those components, I don't think those components come from the United States. I believe they come from places like Afghanistan and China. And, um, yeah, the, the, so we economically, we're, uh, we're not producing anything in that car. Um, well, Norman, then, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I just think, you know, if the whole thing is, you know, green, green, green. We want to go green. But I don't think ultimately, you know, I mean, on the ground, you know, you say, oh, well, there's no there's no emissions coming out of it. Well, that's true. But that there was a coal plant somewhere producing, you know, horrible smoke that's going into the air to produce that electricity. So, that's... Well, Norman, I, I appreciate your call. I, I guess at the end of the day, like everything else with this administration, why should this be planned out? Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. I will be right back with more of your telephone calls. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter in the home stretch of the uh, Greg Kelly show. I'm looking at my Twitter, Dominic TV. One of the topics we took on today, electric cars. I'm not buying the sales pitch from the Biden administration. Michael Pagan uh, sent me uh, an email, uh, and I I mentioned a Virginia talk show host. His um, his Tesla did not charge over the uh, Christmas break. He had to cancel his plans. And um, Michael says here in an email, hopefully that reporter doesn't need a new battery. It's 28 grand. That's Michael from Florida. And that's right. The cost of the battery of a new battery. uh, If you need one, let's go to uh, Sandy in Westchester County, New York. Sandy, what's on your mind? Thank you, Dominic. I just have a quick comment in reference to Mayor Adams. He's not able to handle the job, and uh, he should just resign. I don't. I don't think he's handled it since he started. So, you right. know, you can't handle a job, then you have to resign or quit, whatever word you know is used in the position. But um, that's how I see it, very simply. But I, why, I, why, Sandy? I why? Why do you say he can't handle the job? Seen, from what I've seen since he started, I haven't seen him do anything well as for for the city, uh, you know, and and with the governor and and the whole deal. So I don't see any. I haven't seen anything that I liked. Let's put it that way. I don't think he did any any. You know, had hasn't done any uh, good for the city. Well, there is no doubt about it, Sandy, and I know from experience uh, having covered him. Uh, and I can look back all these years later, all these years later. I am telling you, remember I said this, Rudy Giuliani will go down in history as one of the greatest mayor, if not the greatest mayor ever of New York City. And the reason being for how he cleaned up welfare and certainly, and of course, what he did for, thank you for the call, Sandy, what Mr. Giuliani did for crime in terms of, yes, the trend was that crime was coming down, but he took it to record numbers, and he was a no-nonsense mayor. And I don't recall one trip that I recall he took, uh, and it happened right after the bus. There was a suicide bomber in, uh, in Israel, and I went with him as a reporter on the trip. We were in Israel, I believe, for a day, and this man went nonstop 
we had a what an eight hour flight. It was like my third trip to Israel, third or fourth trip, and uh, I think it was about eight hours. And we visited uh, a couple of local hospitals. And guess what, folks? I'm not for profiling, but on that bus, because uh, with Rudy Giuliani, he's going directly to where the issue is. I we had to get on that bus, the number eighteen bus, I believe, in Israel. And when when there's a possibility of a suicide bomber, you're profiling. <laughs> I was profiling. I'm looking at everybody on the bus who may have a bomb on this bus. And I had never seen a soldier under the age of 18 standing at a bus stop with a semi-automatic uh, rifle. And in Israel, uh, military service is mandatory for young people. And that was the situation. I felt so bad. For the people of Israel, and that's why I stand, one of the reasons why I stand in solidarity with the people of Israel. Let me go to Bob in Vernon, New Jersey. Bob, you've got about 30 seconds. What's on your mind? Well, fortunately, I only have 30 seconds because most of the people brought up what I was going to say. But um, I really don't even call them uh, electric cars. They're, they're, they're battery cars powered by electric, powered by by, you know, coal and other natural fuels. So that's just a big misnomer. But the amount of diesel that it takes to actually make one battery is astounding. And people aren't considering that. So what it, you know, and these are coming from third world countries where we don't have another person put up that point that we don't have these uh, resources. So that's just another thing. But when, you know, when they do go on fire, and my brother's still a fireman active, I'm retired, the amount of carcinogens that are emitted is tremendous. Right. Bob, I thank you for the call, and uh, we will continue uh, these discussions on these issues. Dominic Carter with you today in for Greg Kelly. Have a great day, folks. I will be back again tomorrow. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.